So, John, what is the most public thing you've ever done which has found its way online? I mean, we're recording a podcast that has quite a lot of listeners. Okay, well. Are you aware that this does go out online on a regular basis? I just thought you might have done something a bit more grand. A bit more grand? What what could be more grand than beyond the box set? You were... Pride. (laughs) You, you, You were on Eurovision. That was well. Yes, you were on screen. We all saw you. That was more of a. That was broadcaster. With your little broken arm. My little broken arm. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was more on TV. Really, that was. That's. I put that more in my TV career than my online career. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fair. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got another example on TV, or is, or is your original? I've been on two game shows. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely forgot. How dare you? How did they go for you? I came very close to winning both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's not it's uh, not quite there. Well, third time's the charm, yeah. Are you, are you planning on going on a game show anytime soon? I could be, you know, coaxed back into the spotlight of, you know, the audience demands it. <laughs> sure, sure. Some films are fine, just the way they are. Other films sometimes take it way too far. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels and spin-offs to A Simple Favour. Mm-hmm. We'll also be picturing some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the submissions they've posted on Facebook and Twitter. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and give a bit of a plot summary. I am Harry, the host with the most subscribers on YouTube. Really? More than you. How many have you got? Me individual? I mean, do you yeah. have an individual YouTube channel? Yeah. Or are you just talking about Beyond the Box Set? Nope. You, you, what, what do you do on YouTube? Well, I haven't done anything for in, in ages. But <laughs> do you have some kind of alternate account that I don't know about? Like, how many subscribers have you got? I don't I do not do anything on YouTube myself, so probably zero. Yes. So there you go, fine. I have a grand total of two subscribers. Oh, right, okay. I have two separate accounts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they may be each what? other, I don't know. Mm. Um, don't, don't let the, the celebrity go to your head, you know. You don't need to get an ego. Anyway, yeah. uh, the least likely person I know to be starting a cooking vlog is also here. It's John Lucas. Fair, fair. Yeah. It's not, not one of my strong suits. Get the ready meal out the freezer, put it in the oven, mm. eat it. So, I'm sorry, would you like me to make more of an effort in the future? No. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picky. Um, cool, so a simple favour. Yes. You chose this. I did. Why did you subject me to this? I chose this Sorry, film. choose this. What did you choose, choose this? Well, I, I enjoyed this, first of all. I chose this film, actually, on a recommendation, because the other week I was on a guest slot for a fantastic podcast called One Good Thing, mm-hmm. my second appearance on that show. Uh, we discussed a Nicolas Cage film called Inconceivable, mm-hmm. and that film is a classic example of one of my favourite little micro-genres, which I refer to as Bitches Be Crazy. <laughs> it's a film about bitches who be crazy, mm-hmm. uh, who move into each other's houses, take over each other's lives. Eventually, there's knife fights and gunfights. You mm-hmm. know how it goes. Uh, this <laughs> I mean, this is also that, isn't that, well, it? Well, that's the point, yeah. yeah. So, uh, watching that film, I was like, you know what, this this has really put me in the mood for a, a good Bitches Be Crazy movie for Beyond the Box set. Mm-hmm. And the lovely guys at One Good Thing, Paul and Paul, they were like, we have just the film for you. Mm-hmm. And they recommended this. And I knew of it because it came out a couple of years ago, but we missed it at the cinema somehow. Possibly mm-hmm. you vetoed it, who knows. Um, <laughs> wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. But it's always been in the back of my mind as something I would like to watch. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, well, you know what? I've watched five consecutive Will Smith films. I can subject Harry to a bit of Bitches Be Crazy. I think I've earned it. So, yeah. I didn't subject you to five Will Smith films. Well, you know what I mean. 
It was, it was my idea, but you were very much engaged on that idea. Sure. You know, I'm very I'm an open book. Yeah, but don't, don't, start, don't start blaming me. Okay. I'll blame you for Glenn Close, but that, that was your choice. <laughs> Fine. What did you think of A Simple Favour? It's, uh, well, there's a lot to say about it's it. It's a lot of a lot of a lot, this it, film. It, it is, yeah. It starts off not well. Okay. There is a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's a very talky film. Extremely so. Less mm-hmm. so in the second half when it more sort of gets going. Mm-hmm. And like, there are definitely bits where I'm like, I am in. But well, I feel it, like, like it, it takes it takes a long time it to does. get there. And it's also a long film. It's yeah. just, just shy of two hours. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. No, you're right. I would I would say that is a thing with this director. Because I feel like Ghostbusters was longer than it needed to be as well. I mean, I didn't hate Ghostbusters, the mm-hmm. remake, as much as a lot of people did. But I do remember it being a little bit long. Yeah. And even Bridesmaids is... Probably, I think it's close to two hours. So. At least in both of them, there's more comedy, and the comedy lands a bit better. Yeah, like I say, Ghostbusters, the comedy was there because it had a fantastic cast. Yes, they all worked together so well. Bridesmaids, same. Yeah, good cast work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, the, this one, not that it was miscast in any way, mm-hmm. just it like the, the comedy in it. I, I thought really didn't land. It was mixed. I think like the tone of this movie was mm. like, what would you describe the genre of this movie to be? Like. <laughs> Bitches be crazy. Bitches be crazy, yeah. But like, but, but like is it a comedy? Is it a dark comedy? Is it a drama? Like, is it a thriller? Like, Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's definitely not a drama. No. It's kind of a thriller, but like, you know, the, 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 very, the very opposite end of the thriller scale that horror is at. Yeah, it's a thriller that's not that thrilling. Yeah. And it's a comedy that's not that funny. Yeah. So I do understand what you mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I liked it because it was just so... Soapy and insane. Like, but I know I, I can understand what you mean. It doesn't. I could quite... see what was meant to be a joke. Yes, you could yeah. always tell what was meant to be a joke, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily how it should be. Yeah. Because, like, if you if you could look at something like, say, Knives Out. Yes. Which this isn't a million miles. No, you're from. right. That's definitely <clears throat> in the ballpark. I don't feel like Knives Out for the most part. I don't feel like it tries to tell any jokes. No, the, the like the there are, comedy there are... comes from the situations. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It feels mm-hmm. a bit less effortful. I know what you mean. Yeah. This film's. I think trying a little bit too hard. Mm. Or maybe a lot too hard. Yeah. The jokes are in the dialogue yeah. in this. And in something like Knives Out, they're not in the dialogue. I think also this film's level of enjoyment will very much depend on how much you enjoy Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Because, <laughs> my God, she, gets, she, she, she is a full Anna Kendrick in this. And it's, she is, and it does get it's, a little it's, bit... It's a bit much. much yeah. <laughs> I think because her whole shtick is that she never stops talking. Mm. Like, that's very much part of her humour. It's like, I'll just yeah. babble and keep my brain is yeah. My mouth is moving faster than my brain. And that's definitely her character in this. And, yeah, it does... I did start to find her a wee bit tiresome mm. towards the end as well. It was yeah. getting a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't normally not like her. Like, yeah, she's no, normally absolutely fine. Charming, yeah. yeah. Mm. But just... There's just too much of it. There's too much of everybody in this. Yeah, well, it's two hours long. It's too much of it. Yeah, it's like, three characters talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there were definitely like loads of bits in it that I did really enjoy and yeah. like had a suitable amount of tension and surprise and oh, it, like all, yeah. all, almost shock, dare I say. Yes, some um, fucked up shit happens in this yeah. film. <laughs> Uh, it was never boring. I was never oh, bored. No, I, 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 like, this... I, I won't. I won't go that far. Uh, okay. Well, there were moments when I was like, "Oh, there's quite a lot of this left," and it feels like everything's already happened. Yeah. But then it, more stuff just kept happening. Yeah. So, you know, it but, wasn't like there were long stretches when nothing but, happened. Apart from the first half hour. 
Well, maybe yes. That's a good point. Actually, yes, it does. Maybe know, even for the first 45 minutes. Well, the thing is, the first half hour has Blake Lively, who I think is the most interesting character in it. It's got, I've, it's got, it's got a lot of Anna Kendrick in that time as well. It does, well it's, it's all it's, a lot of Anna Kendrick. And it, yeah, but like the, the later parts of Anna Kendrick are much more like she's talking to the camera in her mm. vlog yeah. and just like, right, I'm going to go stir up some shit. And that's entertaining. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, at the start, it's just like, oh, I'm just a mum and whatever and this is this is what my life's like and I'm going to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is I found it sagged a bit more for me when Blake Lively wasn't there. Mm. Maybe because just because I didn't have any outfits to look at and that was a very big part <laughs> of what I enjoyed about this film. Yeah. So whenever she wasn't there, I was like, oh, but her outfits are so good. Like... <laughs> I know she's dead, but can her corpse just wear something? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, moms. Stephanie here. Today, as promised, I am going to share my zucchini chocolate chip cookie recipe. But first, many of you have asked me for an update on the Emily situation. And for those of you who are new to my vlog, you should know my best friend Emily is missing right now. She asked me a simple favor to pick up her son, Nikki, from school, which was five days ago. And she hasn't come back yet, so. I'm sorry, we're all really worried. And I'm doing everything I can to help the police track her down. But I'm realizing I don't know her as well as I thought I did. It's like my mom used to say, God rest her soul. Um, Secrets are like margarine. Easy to spread, bad for the heart. Right, go on then. Okay, this might take... I'll try to be brief. We've both got places to be. Yeah. Well, you do. But, uh, bed. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a whole lot of plot summary because there's a whole lot of plot in this film. Mm. So I'll try to skim through it. But, so yeah, we Anna Kendrick stars in this movie. Mm. She We open with her. Her character is called Stephanie Smothers. <laughs> which I kind of pictures you exactly at the mm-hmm. level this film's going yeah. Stephanie Smothers. Yeah. And Stephanie's mother's, we open with her presenting her mommy vlog. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to, you know, her YouTube followers. And, she's mm-hmm. used to, you know, and it's this very, it's instantly this very strange kind of tone where it's like, well, for those who are wondering, my best friend Emily is still missing. She's been missing for five days. I do hope she's not dead. I'm actually mm. very upset. But anyway, back to my brownie treats. Like, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird mix. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's doing that. She's setting the scene. And she's like, well, it all started five days ago. And then we get the flashback. Yeah. Like, I was in for the first scene, but then she's like, right, so let me take you back to five days ago. And I was like, no, I don't want this. I don't want you narrating an entire film. Well, you were unfortunate working (laughs) this. She really did. (laughs) So then she says, it all started five days ago. films do that. I I hate it. That's what it literally said, it all started five days ago. Like, the, the most cliched way, it all started. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you might be wondering. She didn't say that, at least, but, you know. I'm sure she says five days, but then it flashes back to literally what seems to be her and Blake Lively's first meeting. Yes. So they become best friends very quickly. I mean, she also moves in with her... her well, true, I mean, this is, very this is a theme of this movie, yeah. <laughs> I wanted this movie to, like, really go in on the fact that Anna Kendrick is... Very fucked up. Mm. I was never sure how much we were supposed to think that she's potentially a villain. Yeah, like I, this film does get good enough that well, I was interested enough to try and start guessing where it was going, what's going to yeah, happen, yeah. and I wasn't correct on any front. <laughs> no, no, no. I was correct on one thing, and that was when Blake. I was just to fast forward when Blake Lively's body is found. I was like, that's going to be her identical twin. 
Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. very much on the tattoo in the ring. I was like, so it's going to be her twin. You know? Yeah, I, she's I, not I, dead. She ain't dead. Yeah. It's twenty minutes into the movie, and it's a two-hour movie. She's not dead. Like, yeah, but other than that, you're right. It really takes some twists that you'd never have thought this movie was going to go down. Like, no, no. But yeah, I definitely did think that. Like, I think Anna Kendrick might have done it. Did she like cut the brakes of her yeah. boyfriend's car as mm. well? I mean, and... we still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it kept revealing these weird things about Anna Kendrick's character, and she kept doing these really weird things. Mm-hmm. But the movie kept you kind of. It played as if you were supposed to be on her side the whole time. And in mm-hmm. the end, she's kind of the hero, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It was weird. I never knew how much the movie like deliberately was making us uncomfortable about that. But mm. anyway, so she's this can-do mommy vlogger. She's very, like, you know, type A personality. And she, you know, she's she's a widow. She's got one cute little son. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people who signs up for every class in the world. Mm-hmm. All the while being bitched about by this Greek chorus of bitter single parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. One of whom is, of course, a gay. Yeah. Yeah, she's not got many friends. She's kind of annoying. People, everyone makes fun of her. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of obviously very, very lonely. And then one day she's leaving school in this flashback. And there's another little boy whose mum has not turned up to pick him up yet. Yeah. And so her son is like can you come over for a play date and she's like oh, I don't know if that's really appropriate because they were already best friends those they, yeah yeah. this yeah. boy is best friends with her son but yeah. anyway so she's like weighing up whether it's okay to take this boy home mm-hmm. and then suddenly this fancy car drives up pulls mm-hmm. up and then Blake Lively steps out in these ridiculous high heeled shoes in the mm-hmm. pouring rain dressed like Stevie Nicks <laughs> Or possibly Michael Jackson in the bad video. There's, it was a, <laughs> a whole lot of references. There's the big hat and the mm. black, and yeah. So she steps out, and she's this like very aloof, cool mom, and like she. So they all go back to her place, her like palatial mansion, mm. basically, yeah. which is just all windows and countertops, and mm-hmm. yeah. And she's this like she swears, she drinks, um, she hates women who are, who say sorry for anything. Mm-hmm. She's like the antithesis of what Anna Kendrick's character is, because Anna yeah. Kendrick's you know very. Not frumpy, but you know, like very. She's very like dressed down. She's very like mummy ish. You know? I never understood why they became friends. No, me neither. Because, I like I would have understood it if Anna Kendrick was just kind of this this cute little being that Blake Lively was just like, oh, isn't she cute? She doesn't know anything. She's yeah, so yeah. silly. It's just fun to have her around. She makes me look good. Yeah, yeah. Like if it was anything like that, I'd at least understand it from a narrative point of view. But. I had no idea. Like, they didn't have a thing in common other than mm. their sons go to the same school. Yeah. They're completely different and they don't look like they're different in complementary ways. No. Well, the vibe I got, which I think is what the movie was trying to make us follow, was that Anna Kendrick is so desperately lonely and isolated and has mm. no friends that she just latches onto anyone who gives her any attention. Oh, I got, I got it from Anna Kendrick's side. I think Blake Lowley's character was basically just using her as, like, mm. a convenient... You know, free childminder, and mm. and also probably yeah, enjoys. Yeah. You know, some people just enjoy being like doted on. Like the fact that Anna Kendrick clearly thinks that she's super cool and yeah. is very intimidated by her. She obviously kind of gets gets a kick out of. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not uncommon. So yeah, that was the vibe I got. That it was kind of a bit of a you know user kind of relation. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, clearly not a healthy friendship. Not to mention that Anna Kendrick is instantly like, "You're my best friend in the world." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they go back to the house and uh, Blake Lively just casually deconstructs her outfit. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. Yeah. That like she's, she's wearing this like black tuxedo in the hat with a white, what looks like a white shirt underneath. Mm. But then she just kind of, while talking and just throwaway dialogue, just like takes it out and the, it's not a real shirt she's wearing. Mm. It's like a... It's just a collar on like, the front. A collar on the front and, and then the, the cuffs are their own separate thing. It's like yeah. she's doing a magic trick. Yeah. It's like she's a magician's assistant kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I loved all those weird little moments in the film. That's what I really mm-hmm. enjoyed in this film. 
But anyway, they kind of bombed. It was so out. difficult to listen to what they were saying. Yeah. Because they were, they were saying a lot. And also, Anna Kendrick was mumbling so many of her words. Well, that's her thing as well. She just, like, mumbles everything. Like, we literally had to rewind it at one point. Because really? We literally just couldn't understand what she'd said. And it wasn't massively important, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean, because she does that thing, like, oh my god, I can't believe I just said that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And she talks very fast. Yeah. I'm a fast talker, I could relate to, but yeah. What I could not relate to, mm-hmm. thankfully, was this conversation, <laughs> this bizarre conversation that happens in the film, where, so they've bonded a little bit, they're sharing a few strong martinis, mm-hmm. and they decide to have a little girl talk moment. They're sat on the sofa <laughs> and they tell each other secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, tell me a secret you've never told anyone. You know. <laughs> and mm. Anna Kendrick's secret. I love this so much. It's insane. <laughs> and it's not even like a thing in the movie. It's such a throwaway thing. Yeah. So Blake yeah. so Life is like, tell me a secret you never told anyone. And Anna Kendrick goes, well, when I was about 14, 15, my dad died. <laughs> and it's like, cut back to Anna Kendrick at 14, 15. Looks exactly the same. Identical. Not changed <laughs> a bit. Like, I know she's a very youthful looking girl, but it, was like, it just made it even more weird. Yeah. She's like, okay, so so my dad died when I was like 15, and then at his wake, this random guy turned up mm-hmm. who looked exactly like him. And yeah. then we see this in flashback, the yeah. random guy comes in, it's Ted from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so at this point, we're like, all right, okay, that's a, that's a fairly scandalous thing. You know, my dad had this secret um, secret family, or secret yeah. child at least. But oh no, <laughs> that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> so then... <laughs> It's just the reasons that she gives as well. I know, like, well, he looked exactly like my dad, and my dad had just died, so of course I had to fuck him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why Blake Lively didn't ask the question. It was on all our minds, just like, did you ever think about fucking your dad? Yeah, well, clearly she did, because... <laughs> This is like Lannister level shit. Yeah. But Brick Lively is just kind of like, oh, you're a brother fucker, eh? Like that's yeah. you know, like, like that's a really like common thing. <laughs> and it's not like she's she's had sex with this person because she finds him attractive. That's not the reason. The reason is specifically she look he looks but, like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, enough that she's saying it like he's probably my brother. Yeah. Oh, there's no probably about it. <laughs> like she knows he's her half brother. Like she yeah. says it repeatedly. But not, not only does she fuck her brother one time, because that happens when she's, like, 15. Mm. We can assume in... I mean, time is very loose in this movie. Like, yeah. But we can assume that in the main portion of the movie, she's in her 30s. Mm. I mean, Anna Kendrick's, like, 35. I know she mm. looks young. She could play younger. But mm-hmm. she has a son, so yeah. she's, you know, she's not a teenager anymore. Then we get the flashbacks to how her husband died. Mm-hmm. And we see a flashback to a scene... Where she's got her son, mm-hmm. who's only like maybe who looks the same as he does now. Yeah, I had so many questions at the time for him. Yeah. But <laughs> we get a flashback to some scene where her brother turns up to a party, and the husband gets some kind of moment of realization and goes, "Are you fucking your brother? Yeah, <laughs> is my son even my son? Yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, maybe." <laughs> and then the brother and this dad, the brother and the husband, just like go, "We're going to go for a drive to talk about this." Yeah. Sure. And then there's just like a slow motion cut <laughs> of a massive car crash yeah. that kills them both. <laughs> it's just mental. Because like also so insane. Also, imagine you're that husband. Yeah. And you like you'd need to have that thought 
and have it confirmed like yeah. multiple times mm. before you could actually like approach that. Yeah, it's such a once you've said that you can't take it back. No, you, know? <laughs> like, you have to be sure. Yeah, like absolutely positive. And like yeah. you, you look, you saw from his face, like he was clearly a very unhappy man. Oh yeah. So like this has been going on for a while. So yeah, she had just been having a full-on affair with her brother mm-hmm. for I guess five years or so. Many years, yeah. <laughs> and then it had his baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then her husband and. And her brother had a car accident, or maybe the husband drove him into a deliberately had like a suicide murder thing, or yeah. maybe had a Kendrick did it. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Yeah, but they had this massive car crash, and both died on the same day. Mm-hmm. And that's not the plot of this movie. That's just a side <laughs> thing that happens. Like, yeah. That's just a thing she mentioned that comes up every now and again. But yeah. that's not the plot. <laughs> like that's a full movie or a seven series fantasy scene. Yeah. Like you know. <laughs> Anyway, so she talks about that, and then I think Blake Lively tells a secret as well that's like, well, I can't even remember what hers was. It was something fairly nondescript, I think. Mm, yeah, it was. Oh, my God. What Which is happened? weird, because there's a lot of, lot that's going to come out about her. Like, oh, yeah, she's got her own backstory, but she doesn't really mention anything, I think, too specific. No. Anyway, but she's... Blake Lively is married to Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. He remains very pretty, but not much of an actor. <laughs> Which I think made this film a bit more boring, because... He was nice to look at, but he's he lying. Got, he got too many lines. He got way too many lines, and mm. he the it was like it, it's not like he's embarrassingly bad at acting. It's more like the emotion of this scene is not really coming across because yeah. you're just kind of saying the words. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was never like I'm so shocked or I'm so upset. It was just like, oh, this has happened. And I'm narrating it now. Mm. And it was yeah. He, he got a lot of dialogue, and it was yeah. Anyway, he's this failed. No, no, he's he's an author. He's written this one really famous book mm-hmm. that Anna Kendrick has read because she's studied English, and mm-hmm. then they quote Shakespeare each other, which is one of my least favourite tropes in films where two characters both have read English and they just quote Shakespeare at each other because that's all anyone who's ever studied English ever does. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I have a degree in English. I've never quoted Shakespeare to a single person, just off the cuff, you know. Not as a bonding exercise. You know? Yeah, just don't you dare. I will not. I will not start it. <laughs> but soft. No. Anyway, he, so he's this... Even I've never read any Shakespeare. No, you won't even I, I have no it. idea if you, you ever have. I did, yeah. So he's written this one famous book, and now he's failed to write a second book, and he just works as a professor in a university, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're still married, and they seem to have this kind of very sexually charged, but somewhat tense relationship. Mm-hmm. Your Subaru is blocking the garage. Speak of the devil. Oh, that's mine. I'm sorry. I. Your wife? Mm. Your wife is trying to get me to stop apologizing. Well, maybe you can get her to start. Ooh. Hi. 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 Oh, martini time. I'm sure it's five o'clock somewhere. Oh my god, did you just come up with that cliche by yourself? He's such a brilliant man. <laughs> I have to say, you inspire me. Not enough, apparently. Well, thank you very much for going to the grocery store, he said, dripping with sarcasm. Oh, I figured you'd want a break from not writing, ever. (laughs) With that fatal blow, she won the joust. Mm. Well played. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is Stephanie. Mm, Her kid goes to Warfield with her kid. She read your book. So, anyway, all of that's the setup, and then... There's a weird bit of character development with him. When he walks in and he, he meets Anna Kendrick for a while, and mm-hmm. what's her name? Stephanie. Yeah. It was a brief conversation, then he gets her name wrong, and and then and then just walks off kind of rudely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so he's an asshole then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never an asshole again in this entire movie. He's always just fine. He's, you well, know, he's, he's cheating on her with his... Intern student, they, oh, they heavily yeah. imply. Yeah, I did forget about that. Yeah, forgot about that. But you're right. I, I think. He's but yeah, asked... other than that, he's never like he's never a dickhead. He's just 
Yeah. Like, for the most part, he's just a grieving husband. For the most part, he's just kind of there. That's yeah. He's just kind yeah. of saying his lines and hitting his marks and then leaving the scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, as Blake Lively and uh, Anna Kendrick become question mark friends over the course of this five-day period, yep. yeah, basically, Emily keeps asking Stephanie to, like, pick up her kid from school and mm-hmm. do favours for her. And essentially, she's become, like, a free childminder. Mm. And it really does seem that Blake Lively's character is using Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, and all the, you know, you get the Greek chorus literally saying that, like, she doesn't know she's working for free. Mm-hmm. Like, but then one day, she asks Emily to pick up her son from school, and then she never turns up to pick him up. Mm-hmm. And then the day becomes the night, and then the next day passes, and she's still not turned up. And she basically disappears. She She goes missing... The husband is in England at the time, so Anna Kendrick has to look after the kid for like a week or something. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, she calls the police and they do some sleuthing. There's a whole plot strand when Anna Kendrick breaks into Blake Lively's place of work, mm-hmm. which is like the Vogue offices from The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> and like she, she has a whole standoff with her bitchy boss, her yeah. bitchy gay boss, and none of it goes anywhere. No, <laughs> it that means wasn't it. anything. Like, no. I guess she finds out her real name at that point, and that's the only thing that really matters, because there's that little photocopy. And it says, like, have faith. Or oh, yeah, which like is her sister's name. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get into that right now. So she's missing for several days, and then eventually her badly decomposed corpse is found mm-hmm. in a lake. Mm-hmm. And it's identifiable by a tattoo, the wedding ring, and DNA. Yeah. Which they focus very heavily on the tattoo, the ring, and the DNA. And I was yeah. like, well, that's an identical twin then. Yes. <laughs> That's all the things that an identical twin could also have. Mm-hmm. Well, not the wedding ring, but we find out about that, obviously, mm-hmm. later. So, for all intents and purposes, Blake Lively is now dead. Mm-hmm. So, the husband comes back from London, obviously, and um, Stephanie starts spending more and more time with him to kind of help him out, help him through his grief, look after the kids and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, sparks start to fly a little bit. And then, at Emily's funeral, <laughs> they have sex. Yeah, so, it's at her wake. Wait, oh wait, well sure, because the well they did find there no, was the funeral. Well, the, so, the wake so, after the sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, same day, yeah, same yeah. day because they found the body. Just to clarify, it wasn't in a graveyard. No, you're okay. Yes, it was the wake <laughs> after. Yeah, the after party of the funeral. Yeah, yes. it was in his home. Yes, okay, it, yeah, okay, not literally on a on a gravestone, but yeah. So they have sex. So I guess just Anna Kendrick just gets super horny at funerals of people she loved. Like, yeah, that's clearly like, a thing for her. Like. <laughs> But yeah, and then that she kind of moves in. She kind of becomes part of the family. You know, her mm-hmm. and her son basically move in. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the little kid who played uh, Blake Lively's son, mm-hmm. who yeah. was all of six, but had dialogue like he was 15. Yeah, what was that about? It's like, fuck you, you're not my mother. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of teenage strops from this teeny tiny little kid. Such a bad actor as well. Oh, but I liked it though. I enjoyed it. Normally, I, I hate bad child actors, but it was just a lot of fun. Because like, the dialogue was so absurd. Letting a kid that young swear that much is never <laughs> going to not tickle me. <laughs> I'm not lying! I saw her! Fuck you! Hey, Nikki. Oopsie. So she basically moves in with the husband and starts looking after the kids and basically takes over Blake Lively's life. And that causes a lot of suspicion around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know? unsurprisingly so it's pretty strange like I was also thinking how long do you reckon Anna Kendrick's husband has been her first husband well Mm. her only husband right yeah how long has he been dead at this point unknown could be a week yeah because could could, could be like five years because it was the same kid in the flashback I was like it can't be more than a year so she that just makes her even more fucked up like she's so moving so fast here in this movie yeah so then she starts taking over the house a little bit 
and she starts kind of clearing Blake Lively out. There's like she she there's a whole scene where she's dancing around and this bit got weird because first of all, you, I think you, you skipped over a little bit where she actually tries on uh, one of Blake. Well, Lively's I was going to get to that. Yeah, she's dancing around the closet. It's a huge mansion, so Blake Lively's got this massive walk-in closet with like hundreds of expensive shoes and mm-hmm. dresses and. She's just dancing around. She throws them all into bin bags. She puts on one of Blake Lively's dresses. And she, then she, puts, she puts on the dress first, and that's a different scene to packing up the, the wardrobe. No, I think it all happens in the same scene, doesn't it? No, she puts on the because then she, she puts she puts on the dress. She just trying on clothes. Puts on the dress, mm-hmm. and then like the uh, investigator or whatever um, detective comes to the house. But isn't that the and and then that's just really awkward. And she's like, oh well. Um, you know, don't look at me clearly moving into this house and wearing her clothes and stuff like yeah. that. This is when Anna Kendrick was at the most Anna Kendrick-y. Like yeah. she, just, like, she just couldn't stop touching the dress. And it was just, yeah. yeah. But I thought that was when... The I, change... think, I, I think it might then lead into mm. that. Because she like cuts the dress off with scissors and everything. Yeah, so she she's wearing the uh, Blake Lively's dress. She puts it on, tries it on, because you know, Blake Lively's clothes are a lot more fashionable and sexy than what Anna Kendrick's character would normally wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's kind of feeling her oats within this dress. Yeah. But then the doorbell goes and she's like, shit. Mm-hmm. And then she can't, because the dress is so tight, she mm-hmm. can't get it off again. And so yeah. she has to go downstairs and meet the police officer mm-hmm. and do a whole interview while wearing a dress that's clearly not daytime wear and mm-hmm. also isn't hers. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of obviously raising his eyebrow a little bit and she, because yeah. she's acting very suspiciously as well. She's mm-hmm. not got any poker face. No. But she does that, and then he Even leaves. No, she's done like nothing. She's literally nothing not wrong, done anything like, she le- legally. She couldn't make it look more like she was a killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he leaves. He's like, you know what? You you can calm down. I, I don't suspect you yet. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yet. Exactly. Big yet. <laughs> then he leaves, and she cuts herself out of the dress because mm-hmm. she's freaked out. But isn't that when she goes back into the closet and everything's been replaced again? No, because whether that was a much quicker transition. I- I don't, I don't fully remember. I'm pretty sure it wasn't then, but like, okay. yeah, the, there is a point where she just empties out that closet. I think it's when um, the husband has actually said, you can move in. Yeah. And I remember that when the detective came over, he hadn't said that yet. Because okay. it, it was kind of like, oh, you're basically just assuming that you can move in. Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, And, and that, that was the whole thing of her wearing that dress. Yeah, you're probably right. At a certain point, there's a, there's a scene where she throws out all of Blake Lively's expensive shoes and dresses, puts them all into Which, like, why? <laughs> because, like, Anna Kendrick is not doing well for money. True. Like, we've we've certainly got that impression. Mm-hmm. Not to... She has one year left of her husband's life insurance. Yeah, yeah like, like, they've definitely had that conversation. Oh, and actually, that was Blake Lively's um, secret that she admitted as well. Just like, well, I'm in crippling debt because this house is a massive money hole. Oh, you're right. That was so, it, yeah. like, nobody in this film has any money, despite... No. You know, Blake Lively living in a mansion and Anna Kendrick living in, well, it's a fairly big kitchen. A fairly nice house. Yeah, like it's it's all right for a single mother and son. Like, yeah. It's that life insurance money. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But, you know, save it if it's yeah. running out. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, and then she just goes into this wardrobe that's full of all these really expensive clothes and shoes and everything, which Blake Lively should have sold earlier, but she works in fashion. I kind of yeah, get sure. it, at least. You wouldn't just take all that charity and throw it away. You'd go and sell that stuff. True, eBay it, yeah. Yeah. This, this is like, like sure. <laughs> like, that'd be loads of money you'd get yeah. out of that. Like, thousands. Yeah. I mean, did you really want an extra five scenes of her listing every one of those things on eBay? Like, Well, yes, because then we could also have the scene where Blake Lively goes and buys it all and puts <laughs> yeah. it back in the closet. Yeah. Actually, that'd be, that'd be a very, like, 2020... Yeah, that, I'd, 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 yeah. I'd, you're right, I would have liked that more. Because, yeah, like, she throws everything out of this closet... 
sorry, walk-in wardrobe. And uh, then in the next scene, she walks back in and everything's back. Yeah. And she screamed, everything's back, like, perfectly. And, yeah. like, it would have taken Blake Lively hours to day. do that. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a Mariah Carey-sized closet. It's yeah. like a huge walk-in closet. There's no way. Like, unless she is a ghost. Mm. Which, maybe at this point, she could be, you know. Oh, yeah, at this point, it was that was a total possibility for me. That she was just like, yeah. Yeah. That she possessed all the clothes and just done it all at once. Yeah. But we find out later she's not, so how she did this, mysterious. Mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> and then instantly her phone rings... Which is like, ghost! That's a definite ghost <laughs> sign. Like, you know, the moment that, like, the jump scare of, like, the closet's mm. fall happens, yeah. the phone rings and Blake's on the phone. And I didn't really think it was a ghost. No. Um, I, I didn't think the film was... It's very, not that kind of film, it, it, it didn't... Yeah, it didn't feel like it. But, you know, Blake Lively was all... You know, was doing all the sort of, sort of stuff, like, oh, there's a nice blouse you wear in there and stuff like that. Like, yeah. okay, were you spying on it? This never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no hidden cameras anywhere that Blake's put in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, there's. <laughs> that's never touched on again, the fact no. that Blake is clearly spying on her. Yeah. And I don't know how that happened, because Blake was in a motel, presumably far away. Oh, you're right, she was. She was like still in Michigan. Like, yeah, how did she know? <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> She's hacked the security cameras, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So this leads then to Stephanie going on a full sleuthing subplot, starting with the giant portrait of Emily's vagina that we didn't mention that's just hanging in her living room. It's just like giant bushy vagina. Mm -hmm. Um, So she decides to, well, she rips off the wall and in doing so she finds the name of the person who painted it. And so Mm. this is a portrait of Emily. And also Emily, it's been established, is famously averse to having any photographs taken of Mm -hmm. her. Or any kind of you know visualizations of her. So mm-hmm. this portrait is one of the only times she's been documented. Yeah. So Stephanie then decides to find the artist and see if she knows anything. Yeah. And so we get this whole thing where she drags this enormous portrait mm-hmm. into like deepest New York or something. I love how she put it in the passenger seat. Why not just take a photo of it on her iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why drag the painting? Because well, then way. you wouldn't get that shot of her in the yeah. car sitting next to true, her vagina. True, with this tiny little lady with a giant vagina. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> There were lots of moments like that where it was just like, well, logic would say this wouldn't work, but we'll just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, there's no like, taxis after one in this town. <laughs> what was that? What was that shit? In an affluent American city yeah, in 2018. <laughs> there's no taxis. No. no. You'll ha- you, you simply must have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should order a taxi and go home. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's 1.25. They stopped driving at one here. Pulls out. Um, so she drags this painting, finds the artist who is this grungy lesbian played mm-hmm. by Linda Cardellini. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from that, it, it's like from the lesbian, it kind of just goes through this chain of sleuthing that leads her to like all these weird side characters. It's, it's just weird. It's like a. I was going to say it's like a video game. It's not really like a video game, but it's really like, go here and get this clue. Go here yes, and get this clue. It was like Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. It was. They're always looking for the next thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah just like, go and meet this wacky character. Yeah. They'll give you a... Oh, here's a t-shirt. Okay, this t-shirt leads to Bible camp. Oh, Bible camp. Okay, here's a photo. Oh, right, okay. So there's parents. Great. Go to a phone book. Oh, there's, I found the parents. And the parents... What do the parents say? 
What does the mum say? The, the parents give the backstory, I think. Great. Okay. But it takes sweet time getting it there. Does, you're right. It is. It's like, you find the lesbian gives her the jacket. The jacket gets to... The, yeah. It, it's like one thing leads to another, leads to another. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. And it leads to, ultimately, Stephanie finding Emily's mother, mm-hmm. played by Jean Smart from Legion. Remember mm-hmm. Legion? Yeah. I Remember when you told me, John, there's this great new show, Legion. You have to watch Legion. It had its moments. It did, illusion. but we both like jumped ships so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't regret saying that. No, no, no. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, sure. Anyway, so Gene Smart. In the... <laughs> that was a moment. That show it? was definitely something. It was. It was. It just got a bit too lost in the weeds. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I stuck out longer than you. I, I got through season two, but I yeah, no, never I... watched season three. I was yeah. gone by the by the end of season two. I was done. I was like, I have no more of this show, please. Mm. I have had my fill. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so she ends up in this broken-down, half-burnt-out farmyard mm. with Jean Smart in the wiggiest wig that ever wigged. <laughs> <laughs> Although... I, I was thinking at this point, I was like, is this now just a Roald Dahl novel? Yes, it has... Yeah. Because, like, it's literally the house from the twits, and yeah. she's, like, itching underneath a wig, like yeah. the witches. Like, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, that's it. I was like, wow, that's a wiggy wig. And then she literally just, like, adjusts the wig. Yeah. I was like, oh, this film knows what it's doing. <laughs> At this point, it does. At this point, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, all of this backstory leads to the revelation that we find out kind of in bits, but I'll just explain it now. Basically, as discussed, Emily Blake Lively had a sister, a twin Mm. sister, and when they were teenagers, they killed their abusive father by arson. They Mm -hmm. set the house on fire and burnt him alive. So they set the the east wing. The east wing of the house out. So the mom didn't die. The mom was fine. (laughs) She didn't abuse them. She didn't deserve to die. So the dad... Burnt to a crisp. Mm-hmm. Then the two twin girls go on the run, mm-hmm. split up, go their separate ways. Yeah. Blake Lively forges a new identity, marries rich English guy from mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. has a son. Boom, boom, boom. Cuts to 10, 15, 20, however many years later. Mm-hmm. She and her sister... Did re- the, the mum get remarried? I don't know who that guy was. Yeah. I guess. Or maybe just the housekeeper? Yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird plot line of like, he seemed really... Like the the film pitched him as being this really intense guy who carries a gun and stuff like that, yeah. but then he did kind of just look like a gardener. Yeah, he was definitely a bit of a red herring. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. He wasn't important. No, M- much of this wasn't important. Mm. But oh yeah, so now that Stephanie has figured out Emily's real identity, real name, and the fact that she has a twin sister, mm-hmm. she uses her still running mommy blog, so in between all this sleuthing, she's still like, let's bake cupcakes! Mm-hmm. Which is obviously, as well, the listenership which, has gone through the roof. Which is weird that she's still doing I mean, I guess that it kind of becomes a thing of just like, this person is teaching you how to bake some cakes and cook yeah. some meals while also solving this crazy bitch case. I mean, can you imagine if that was a real YouTube channel? How the... hooked would you be? Oh my god. <laughs> you'd be on ev- you'd be subscribed, you'd be watching every episode. Yeah. Fast forwarding through the recipes, tell me about your best friend. <laughs> what happened? What happened now? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. made the Tiger King look like fucking I don't know, mm. nothing. Radio 4. I think it would just be like if Serial, the podcast, pitched itself as something that was trying to teach you how to bake cakes. Yes. But by the way... But in this, in the background, <laughs> there's been a murder. Yeah. <laughs> or five. Yeah. yeah. So she uses her vlog to bait Blake Lively into meeting her face-to-face again. And they have a meeting. Just going to crack these eggs here, just yeah. like he uh, cracked her skull. Yeah. <laughs> Our theme today is meetings in graveyards. It's a great way to... You know what a great way to commemorate someone who's died? Don't just lay flowers. Have a martini at their graveside and talk about some secrets. So later today we're going to do a live stream with a fake gunshot wound. So I'm going to teach you how to make your own tomato ketchup. (laughs) It's so absurd. (laughs) So 
Blake Lively falls for it, I guess, and they meet up at the they meet up at the grave side. Yeah. She's got a new fabulous outfit on. She's got a cane now for some reason, and she, she's now she's like smooth criminal Michael Jackson. Yeah, There's definitely a lot of Michael Jackson in these yeah. outfits. Like anyway, okay. Now what was going on here? Because Anna Kendrick shows up for the first time dressed completely fashionably, mm. but without any reason for it. Yeah, I guess she's like fully taken Blake Lively's life at this point. Because like sec- the the first time she was quite fashionable was when she literally went into Blake Lively's work. Yeah, which makes sense. But this time it was just like, okay, now she just dresses like this, but also doesn't dress like that ever again in the movie. No, and it's not talked about. <laughs> and Blake Lively also shows up super well dressed. Mm-hmm. Where did she get those clothes from? Where, where did she get any of her clothes from? Because, like, in the last scene we saw her in a motel, mm. she's, like, in jeans and a hoodie. Well, maybe when she was, like, super fast redecorating her entire walk-in closet, you know... She just took one. Via the power just... of her psychic abilities yeah. from Michigan. She just, like, <laughs> pulled a, a few new outfits out. Just some statement pieces just to yeah. get for a new look. I right? guess, yeah. yeah. But anyway, they have the... They have a little confrontation at the graveside. They mm. drink some martinis and they do a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where Blake Lively admits but doesn't admit but the audience finds out through flashback and Anna Kendrick knows anyway because mm-hmm. she's not stupid that so the sister her, her twin sister well first of all she's not a twin she's a triplet bitch oh I, I love that <laughs> um, <laughs> maximum soapiness it's a weird storyline because so Blake Lively admits that like she she goes and she meets this this twin sister for the first time in 20 years or whatever yeah since they became um, estranged yeah yeah and I, I'm not sure if she admits to Anna Kendrick that she killed her father at this moment. She already knows, I think. But we see it. Yeah, we see it all in flashback. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then she goes and meets her twin and eventually drowns her twin in the lake. Yeah. So her twin has, be- in the years since they separated, her twin has become a heroin addict. Yes. And so she calls up Blake Lively out of the blue. I mean, they're both played by Blake Lively, but, mm. you know. She calls Blake Lively out of the blue and says, we need to meet. So she goes down to Michigan. Yeah. And the sister basically says you need to give me a million dollars or some absurd amount of money mm. or I'm going to confess to the police that we killed our father because I have nothing well, left to lose anymore. This got confusing me because she actually said four million dollars. Which, which is coincidentally the exact amount that she'd insured her life for two, yeah, seven days before. Yeah, which then made me think, oh, so the twin sister's in on it. Yeah. Like, so How go- did she know? What's going on here? What a, what a weird random number to pick yeah. if that's not related. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, like, they- clearly there's a lot of this film that is on the cutting room floor. Yeah. And, you know, with some of those things on the cutting room floor, this just becomes a weird coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, in a film like this, any weird coincidence is never a coincidence. No, it's all connected in some, yeah. But... I mean, but, would it surprise you to learn that this is based on a book? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably a long and boring book where something only happens every other, like... Oh, no, I think it's definitely page. like a page turn, everyone. But, you know, in books, it's like lots of incidents that films try and condense. Yeah, them, I yeah. guess, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, that book is Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah. This, this yeah. is such a Gone Girl ripoff. Like. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So Blake Lively tells the story, but we see the the reality. The reality is that she drowned her twin. But the only thing that Blake Lively changes in this story is that, like, oh, she just drowned in the lake by herself. Like <laughs> <Just> completely, co- <laughs> well, like, completely believable. Yeah. Like, come on, just come up with some just a few more differences to the truth here. Yeah. Just like, oh, she just drowned by herself. Yeah. First she first she blackmailed me, and then she just fell into the water and drowned. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It was a weird day. <laughs> oh. They had to do some heavy lifting to get that sister into the water as well. It was like, yeah. here's my blackmail. Let's go swimming. Now I'm naked. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was in the real version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thought they didn't put more effort into making Droggy Blake Lively look worse. Oh, I know, yeah. Because they clearly were trying to imply that, you know, she's like heavily addicted to drugs. You see her injecting heroin. Yeah, yeah. And they tried something with the face mm. and that, but she had the same hair. Yeah. What was the with hair that? was too good for a, for a drug addict, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's any so... Like, like, it would just need a hair straightener and they would look the same. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Maybe there's only so unattractive Blake Lively's willing to look. I mean... Also, I don't think Blake Lively is a natural blonde. Oh, no. It didn't mm. look like it. No, I don't think and so. And they were definitely implying that that was the case. Because, With you know, because yeah. they both had the same exact blonde hair mm. when they were younger as well, when it was a different actor. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> no, you're right. It looked very, yeah. And if, you, and if you're not a natural hair colour mm. and you murder your dad... And you literally estrange yourself from your sister because you're known as the blonde murdering twins. True. You might change your hair. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if they'd had her look like the, the heroine sister had the natural hair colour and Blake Lively had stayed like peroxide blonde, wouldn't have made sense for the fake identity in the in the lake because she would have a different coloured hair. True. But what I mean is like they could have both just dyed their hair brown or something. True, true, true. If they were known as like the blonde murderers. True. Don't be blonde anymore. Yeah, you make a good point. But, yeah. Well, this movie way. had too much plot already. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so she does this whole confession. We find out all this backstory. And it turns out that once she murdered her sister, she used the corpse to fake her own death mm-hmm. so that she could then claim her own life insurance. Mm-hmm. So was the idea that... Because the husband the, doesn't uh, the know... After, the after life insurance comes back, then c- she would, c- comes in, she'd get back with the husband. She'd come back again and as, yeah. if, as if nothing had happened. Okay, yeah. fine. Questionable, but okay. Yeah. Well, we'll skim over it. I mean, her plan was flawed, and her husband did point this out because he was like, "Well, what about your son? Like, that's ridiculously horrible." And she was like, "Oh yeah, no, I went and saw him." Yeah. It's like, well, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, because in the whole bit where we think Blake Lively is dead, even though we don't know, and she's... this is why we're in this situation right now. Like, yeah. you're, if you didn't go and see your son, your plan would have worked fine, and exactly, we, and, and we'd now be living really rich. Yeah, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't stay away from the son that she clearly didn't care about. Yeah. So then they have this confrontation. And then it just really just becomes Gone Girl for a bit. Yeah. Because there's a bit, there's a weird scene where Blake Lively puts on like some floral print dress, walks into a field, throws a spanner into the air, and then just kind of goes, ah, and lets it land on her eye. Yeah. And then reappears like, my husband was abusing me the whole time. Yeah. I was like, but we we have a corpse. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I don't it, understand. It didn't make any sense. No. 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 But the husband gets arrested, and then he gets bailed, mm-hmm. because they have to have a final confrontation. Yeah, like, at this point... Okay, so who so who murdered your twin? Like, now yeah. you've got to come clean about your twin. Yeah. And, like, are you telling the police about you murdering your dad? Probably not. But, no. like, you know, why have you got an estranged twin? There's that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Your husband murders your estranged twin. Well, why would he do that? Yeah. You know, there's all that going on mm-hmm. that the police would certainly not let her go without knowing. And if her husband is a murderer, a suspected murderer, they're not going to let him out on bail. No. Well, not, if not, they not, do, it's not, going to be a very high bail. Yeah, and you're broke, and yet you have no money. <laughs> <laughs> even just... like, I imagine even a low bail is still fairly high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're broke. <laughs> so he gets out on bail anyway. There's a, there's a whole three way confrontation between Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, and Henry Golding mm. in the mansion. Mm-hmm. I forget how it starts, but you think. Is it that it seems like Anna Kendrick is now collaborating with Blake Lively, but then she double-crosses her, or...? 
Yeah, I don't remember at this point. I was just thinking, like, my God, could the three of you just go to bed and have sex right now? Yeah. <laughs> that was her secret. She had a threesome. That was Blake Lively's uninteresting secret. Oh, she had yeah. A with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of why I thought that's where this film was going. It was because, just to end with them in a menage cause, cause they, a while, yeah. yeah, because there was that foreshadowing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was just the, the Chekhov's gun that yeah. um, Anna Kendrick found earlier in the yeah. film. So they have this confrontation. Anna Kendrick pulls a gun on the two of them. For reasons, mm-hmm. yeah. Then she shoots the husband. Yeah, he apparently he falls down, apparently yeah. dead. And then Anna Kendrick. I've never seen a more obvious fake shooting in my life. Yeah, uh, to be fair, yeah, Anna Kendrick. There wasn't a hole in his t-shirt. You're right. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> the blood was orange. Yeah, he, <laughs> but him and, Anna, him and Anna Kendrick are doing this whole like play, this little play, whatever. Yeah. And then Blake Lively, to her credit, is like. Get up! This is ridiculous. He's clearly not been shot. Come mm. on, I'm not that stupid. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh damn!" Then they stand up, and then Blake lively grabs another gun, mm-hmm. and then she does a whole monologue. Oh, and it, that was it. It turns out that that whole plan was because they had bugged the house. They put some mm. hidden mics in because yeah. they wanted to use the threat of Anna Kendrick shooting the husband mm-hmm. to make Blake lively admit on mic that she had faked her own death and mm-hmm. that she had killed whoever she'd killed at yeah. this point. I forget. So that Anna Kendrick and the husband could clear their names, basically. Yes, but. Blake Lively, I mean, this is this is only a small thing. Blake Lively just goes like, oh, but I found these two bugs. Yeah. You know, one microphone, throw it at you, one microphone, throw it at you. And, you know, now we're clear. But, like, if you find that a room is bugged, mm-hmm. just assume that you've not found all the bugs before yeah. admitting to all your crimes. See, arrogance is a fault. Like, <laughs> it's always the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, at that point, I'd be like, okay, so you guys are bugging things. Mm. Are either of you wearing a microphone? Yeah. Well, at this point, it just becomes <laughs> like, an escalating series of, aha! Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So she's found the hidden microphones. She's like, well, you might think I've confessed everything, but I didn't. Then she just fully does shoot Henry Golding, mm-hmm. and he actually falls down. Not dead, but he's shot through the chest. So Shoulder. Shoulder, whatever, yeah. Um, but then he's... Bit of a difference. Yes. Okay, shoulder, yeah. <laughs> And then she's like, well, I'm just going to pin it on you, Anna Kendrick, because you already shot him, you know. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to prove it, because I got the microphones. And then Anna Kendrick goes, well, you might have those microphones, but look, I have a hidden video camera in my blouse, and I've yeah. been live streaming this entire thing on my mommy vlog. Yeah. <laughs> and so Blake Lively panics, runs out of the house. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick follows her. They run into the street. Quick pause. Mm-hmm. There was, for some reason, I think did Blake Lively put the police off the trail or something, but she basically sent the police to the address of the gay guy, who is currently hosting, like, a little party with all the other mums. Oh, yeah, that was... I forgot Um, about that scene, yeah. Yeah, like, that's kind of important here because it completely contradicts what you're about to say. Like... He's just in his house, just like doing. Uh, they're, they're, they're smoking bongs as That's well. It, yeah, all the same, the Greek chorus are all smoking their bongs. Yeah. yeah, the police break in and they're like, "Oh God, it's not mine." Um, yeah, you know, whatever. That's the level of comedy this film is trying to achieve. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. You're like, okay, well, he's gone to jail. They're, they're getting you know, temporarily arrested or whatever. Mm. <laughs> then minutes later, he's just fine. Yeah, mi- minute minutes later, he just speeds up to the house. Running over Blake Lively. I mean, this and like, scene. And, and then the police come, like, minutes later. <laughs> How did he outrun the police? And why? Why? why That's did... another deleted scene that I think we should have had of him just, like, somehow escaping and be like, look, wait there, I'm going to go and commit manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I mean, this scene of him, like... So she runs out into the streets. Mm. Anna Kendrick's like, wait, 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 wait. And they have a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And then just at this crucial moment, the car speeds through throws Blake Lively mm-hmm. into the air. It's, yeah. it's like that. Is it Meet Joe Black where he gets... Yeah. It's, it's very like the way Brad Pitt gets hit by the car where it's like comical. Like, yeah. yeah. 
so she gets flung into the air, lands on the tarmac. Mm. You'd think she's dead. Like mm-hmm. she's just horrendously been hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Then he steps out. Then then Andrew Reynolds, who's not been a character really, he's just been a Greek chorus, yeah. steps out and goes, you mess with one mummy vlogger, you mess with all mummy vloggers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that like, yeah, he watched the vlog and, you yeah. know, he must have been like, oh, please, you're arresting me, I know. But like, look at this vlog. Look, yeah. look, look what's happening. Yeah. You need to get there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show the way. And then he just outruns them somehow. And runs her over, which... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Which I think he'd still be arrested for. Just because she's a criminal, you still just run a woman down in the street yeah. in cold yeah. blood. Yeah. But anyway... I think that could go down as like attempted manslaughter. 100%, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that she's just fine. Yeah. Like, despite the horrific nature well I mean it's comedic because she literally does a somersault on the air mm-hmm. but like you know she gets hit at high speed yeah I mean the fact that she doesn't see the car it's, it's, a, it's like or hear a, the car or like... hear the car it's it's a cul-de-sac you know mm. it's not like it's on a yeah. motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like she's just fine like the, the police like arrest her and lift her up and they don't take her to hospital they just like I like when, when she's crawling Anna Kendrick's like oh no oh don't do that oh no that's so shameful oh careful of your knees yeah. why don't you careful of your knees I was like well, what's up with her knees? Like, are her bones sticking out of her knees? Literally nothing. Yeah. I was expecting after a crash like that, like, everything would be broken. Yes, she'd be in traction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, she's just fine to carry on crawling. Like, yeah. oh, God, that hurt. And then she, yeah, then she's arrested and just flung into the back of the police car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, no hospital for her. No internal bleeding there. And but it's fine, because in a post credit scene, she's just playing basketball yeah. in, in jail. Yeah, and then we get this. Yeah, so then the film ends. Mm. Anna Kendrick is now a very successful mummy vlogger. You know, mm-hmm. she's got... I mean, fair enough, she's got an audience now, clearly. Yeah. So she's still doing her videos. Mm-hmm. She seems to be doing just fine. And then, yeah, we get these, like, weird... As if this was a real story. Which, as if anyone would believe for <laughs> oh. a second that this was a real story and oh. you really want to know what what happened next to the characters. Oh, it's so... So it's like, Anna Kendrick became a successful mommy vlogger with a side in solving crime. <laughs> <laughs> the husband moved back to England with his, with his son. They're both doing fine. Oh, good, I'm glad. <laughs> I was concerned about that. Yeah. And Blake Lively went to prison and adapted very well and became a... Prison basketball player. And we see that scene. It's, yep. And that's that's the end of the film. Um, did you know there was actually an alternate ending? Was there really? I did not know this. Okay. Um, in an alternate end... I'm quoting IMDb. Okay. In an alternate ending on the DVD, Sean assembles a flash mob... Oh, I did read this. ...that dances for Stephanie in the school playground, ending with Sean proposing to Stephanie. Oh, wow. Presumably, like, only a few hours after. Literally you know, hours then, after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how time runs in this film. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been just a little bit too much. Just a scooch too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was something. It was definitely something. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was was wacky. Yeah. It was close to being, like, a really stupid fun film. Mm -hmm. But it just had a lot of dead time in it. I agree. I think it needed to... We've obviously skipped over most of that because... What can you say about yeah, it? Yeah, there's a lot of scenes. Yeah, a lot of scenes that we didn't describe in which just people were talking. And, yeah, like yeah. Th- there's a lot of times where it's this level of craziness, and then just suddenly it drops off a cliff completely. Yeah, I agree. And then it's just people talking about, oh, so you know, did you take your kid to school today or whatever? Yeah. Like, here's <sighs> Anna Kendrick having a very emotional conversation with the, the little kid in the lawn because we need yeah. that. Yeah. What's that? I yeah. don't care. Yeah. We don't care. That's it. It, it. it did. It had this weird balancing act between being like somewhat realistic, and I say somewhat with you know big pinch of salt, mm. but like you know somewhat human characters versus the utter insanity of the plot. Whereas mm. I feel like it should have just been like 
we are a full black comedy and all of these characters are evil and that's just fine. Yeah. It yeah. needed to make Anna Kendrick more crazy and more evil. I mean... Because that's kind of what Gungle was. Like, yes. It, that's what Gungle achieved. And Gungle, it was that level of ridiculous that yeah. it kind of becomes funny. It kind of becomes it does, a comedy. Because she's evil, but yeah. also you kind of hate Ben Affleck anyway. So you don't care yeah. about him. So you're just like, well, good. I hope she does ruin his life, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, you don't like anyone in Gone Girl, but that's no. fine. Yeah. It's yeah, it's brilliant. For yeah, that. it's more entertaining because you just watch horrible people do horrible things to each other, which is mm. always fun. Yeah. The, the way Anna Kendrick's character was portrayed in this film was very odd mm. yeah 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 no I this, this film was a swing and a miss it was a big swing though yeah yeah yeah. I preferred that to like a little you know a little put yeah. it was a big old swing but they would try something like that or mm. Knives Out or The Perfectionist yeah. yes yeah just like that level of insanity yeah like 100%. oh but you didn't see that coming mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean a lot of the time I didn't so you know yeah, but it wasn't always in, like delivered in the best way. No. I would say I really enjoyed watching this. A, a, lo- a lot of the big reveals, you take a long journey to get there. Yeah. And without spoiling it, I say the film that probably does it best, I think, is Parasite. Sure. Where just suddenly it's like, oh my God, that's just blown my mind. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, but you know what? I think the main thing is Paradise, Paradise? Parasite, <laughs> Knives Out, Gone Girl. Like, they, they were all films that have all these crazy twists. And when mm. they were finished, I was like... I can't wait to watch that again. Mm. That was... Holy shit. Yeah. Whereas this one, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed all the crazy twists. I don't feel the need to watch it again. Not at all. No. no. It's like the surprise is all it's got going for it. Once yeah. you know, it's not that... I reckon it'd be very boring to watch a second time. Probably, yeah, because you just know everything that's happening. Yeah. I, I, I might like fast forward and just freeze frame all the outfits for a bit and just cackle. Yeah. That's about as far as I'll yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Let's move into drinking games. Let's... All right. I've got a fair few here. Oh, me um, too. It was so easy to write for this one. I know, yeah. I mean, that would be one reason to watch this again. Just watch it with drinking games and mm. actually play the drinking games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so first up is drink for product placement. What did you spot? <laughs> right near the start. I mean, I've only got one prepared here. Right near the start, there's... Um, oh, those are nice socks you're wearing. Oh, I got them at Target. They were $10, oh, you right. <laughs> $10 reduced. Oh my God, that's a good deal. What was that? Well, I wouldn't... What I, was that? I was like, this better come back in some way. There's a... <laughs> well, me, me, I don't know. It probably was product placement, but I also thought maybe that was like to show the difference between Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively because one of them's in like this couture fashion and the other mm. one just gets £10 at Target. Like, Because Target's like the American equivalent of Primark. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But you're right, it probably also was, you know, oh, what fabulous socks. You can get them in any colour. <laughs> yeah, it was like a full advert. Yeah. Right? They must have been product placements. Yeah, so. and there were a fair few others that were yeah, that, sure. that were like that, but that was the most on the nose one. Yeah, 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 I agree. Cute socks. Oh, thanks. Uh, they're from Target. It's 10 bucks a pack. It's so great. Yeah, Target. They have other animals. They have these squirrel ones are cute. They have chipmunks. Beavers. <laughs> Okay, here's a here's a good one. Drink for drinking. Yeah, I've, I've, every time they pour a martini, I've got that too. Drink for martinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Drink what they drink. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that like when they meet at the gravestone, mm-hmm. um, and Anna Kendrick's like, and I brought martinis, and I've uh, I've done them just as she taught me with the frozen glass and the frozen gin. Mm-hmm. It's like that's clearly not a frozen glass. You like the film showed us what frozen glass looks like. It's all frosted. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's not a frosted glass, and you're and you're in like in a graveyard on a very hot sunny day. Yeah, they filmed this in LA in like July. What, yeah. do, you, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you expect from them? Come on, <laughs> a portable freezer probably doesn't cost much. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Drink for references to death. Okay, 
Yeah. It's whenever somebody mentions, like, oh, I know somebody who died. Because Anna Kendrick, everybody in her life has died. Everyone in her life has died. Apart apart from her son. Yeah. So far. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, Blake Lively, everybody seems to be dead. Yes, true. (laughs) A lot of that. (laughs) Okay. Drink every time you're unsure how much time has passed. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, we talked about, like... But, like, how long is the span of this movie? Like, a few days, like, a few weeks, a few it's, years? It's impossible, like, yeah. Like, it's really impossible to tell. I think it's a few weeks. Okay. And I think the flashbacks are about a year ago. Yeah, that probably about tracks. I think that I think that all lines up. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that means that Anna Kendrick is full-on insane. She is a complete nutcase, yeah. Yeah, and has no control of her sex drive. No. Yes. Absolutely no control. No. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when there's a dead body in a, in a vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Someone's dead, you say? Ooh, a close relative or friend? <laughs> hey, bro, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I have drink for uncomfortable sex scenes. Because <laughs> all of the set, I think there's three sex scenes in this movie, and they are all in their own way disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or problematic. Yeah. Like obviously, there's full on incest, mm-hmm. sleeping with her brother. Yep. Then there's Henry Golding and. Anna Kendrick having sex mm-hmm. in at Blake Lively's funeral, mm-hmm. and also the other one. That... Do you remember in Game of Thrones when Cersei and Jamie had sex with like Joffrey's body? Like, oh yeah, right next to them. Mm. What is it with incest and close familial death? What is it? Is, is there a link there? Yeah. Like, people who are into incest are really turned on also by the concept of people they love being dead. Like. I didn't enjoy that that scene of that show. I think that's. I don't think anyone did. That's one of the famous ones that people were like. What, what the fuck? Yeah, is that? Like, like, come on, guys, a bit far. Because isn't that when he kind of rapes her as well, and everyone was like, "Well, this is uncomfortable." Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. But then, then the directors were like, "Well, he didn't really rape her. She wanted it deep down." I was like, "Well, that's even worse. Like, yeah. you made it worse now." <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Did he bend her over him? Yeah. Oh, it's so. It's so wrong. Bend, bend her over dead Joffrey. Oh, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah. God, that show. Yeah. The signs were there. It went off the rails there. I think the signs start. <laughs> the signs were there a little, like from about season five. The things were starting to go off the rails a bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But look, the other, the other sex, <laughs> the other sex scene, and this, this also feeds into my drinking game about Blake Lively's constant costume changes. Mm-hmm. So I'll combine them here because okay. she's always dressed inappropriately for the occasion. <laughs> yeah. You know, like where, yeah. where is she going? Where is she being? What? Yeah. She, you know, but. There's a scene where there's a flashback about how she stole... It's kind of illustrating how her character is a serial liar mm-hmm. and, you know, morally questionable. And she's on a plane from London to America because mm-hmm. she's been back... She's just been back to London to meet her mother-in-law for the first time. Yeah. Because Henry Gordon's character is British. Because yeah. Henry Gordon is British and I would not trust him with an accent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that she has stolen his mother's ring. Mm-hmm. Which is it's the same ring that she gives to her dead sister, and it's the whole mm-hmm. plot point. Anyway, in order to convince him... What was going on there? This, yeah. this went right over my head. So, in order to convince him to not dump her or whatever, or not tell his mum that she'd stolen his mum's ring, mm. she's like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom now, and you're going to join me in ten seconds. And they have, like, full-on Mile High Club sex <sighs> in this grimy little bathroom. Whenever it happens in a film, mm. Mile High sex, I, I just always think, like, those... Airplane bathrooms stink. They're so they're, they're so small. They are so very small. Yeah, like you think it's small on a train. Mm. It is not. The yeah, airplane right. the airplane ones are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And imagine trying to fit two people in there. Yeah, like your buttocks would be squeezed against both walls, even if you're like 
as close together as you can physically be. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's one of those things that's definitely more fun in principle than in... Yeah. yeah. But anyway... I um, never want to try it. No. <laughs> Please stop asking. <laughs> one of these days, Harry. One of these days. I'll get you on a plane again. Uh, but no, as she walks in... What, what really made me laugh, though, as she walks away from him into the toilet cubicle, mm. it's obvious she's not wearing panties. Because yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. see, like... Yeah. The, Arse, basically, you know, so yeah. she, which is obviously a choice she's made. But I, was, I was like, she's on a transatlantic flight. Mm-hmm. She's sitting on that airplane for like eight hours, twelve hours, mm-hmm. with no underpants on mm-hmm. and a very short skirt. And a very short skirt that is unhygienic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all the uncomfortable sex scenes in this film. Yep. Drink for them. You should always put a little uh, napkin down before you sit down on a plane. Yes. Drink for just the worst child actors. Why I drink every time that one child actor swears. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Fuck you, you're not my mom. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> what are you trying to... God damn it, are you trying to kill us, lady? When, 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 <laughs> yeah, when she yeah. crashes the... Oh, that was my biggest laugh, I think, when she, like, crashes the car or almost crashes the yeah. car. And he's just like, you're trying to kill us, lady? It's mm-hmm. like he's an old Jewish man at that yeah. point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, and my last one, well, I, I drink every time Blake Lively swears, just because she flings about left, right, and centre. But mm. my last one is drink for weeks. Sure. Drink Thanks. for a wig. Solid, solid choice. Drink for a wig. This is a wig watch friendly movie. Drink for bad financial decisions. Okay. Plenty of them, mm-hmm. you know, such as um, going on uh, long transatlantic flights when you're in crippling debt. Yes. Still owning that house when you're in crippling debt. Mm-hmm. Um, all those martinis you drink. When you're in crippling Yeah, I think she wasn't in control All that the point. clothes you're not selling. Yeah. Anna Kendrick throwing out all those clothes and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Kendrick moving in with a complete stranger after five days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's in crippling debt. Who's in crippling debt. You're going to take on the crippling debt. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that money trail go? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a few more. Drink for bad police investigation. Oh, yeah. Do you notice how much Anna Kendrick was doing more work than the police? Oh, sure. She was like, like Angela the, Lansburying it, yeah. Yeah, that like this presumably somewhat famous person has gone missing. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if Mel Streep and Devil Wears Prada went missing. Yeah. That's kind of what this is. Pretty much, not, yeah. Not, 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 not exactly, quite that level, but, but I, know what you, I know what you're shooting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... You know, it's it, it's a potentially rich white lady who's gone missing. Yeah, you'd think it'd be all over. That'd, that'd be all over the news. Yeah, I did like the one private investigator. He was pretty fun, but he was he, good. But he, he wasn't didn't, doing much. He didn't do anything. He was just like, well, you're acting very suspiciously. But the, I'm going to overlook. Bit when it. Anna Kendrick just like goes into Blake Lively's home office or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's just all these files everywhere. It was like the police would have gone through this. That's a very good point. Like, <laughs> the police she, clearly it, never visited her place of work. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it takes Anna Kendrick no time at all. It, work and home, separate yeah. scenes. Oh yeah, you're right, yeah. It takes Anna Kendrick no time at all in both places to find like extreme evidence. Yeah, yeah you're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, here is a death threat. Yeah, you're right, They never <laughs> checked the house, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Bad police investigation. You're very right, you're very right. Yeah. Um, and finally, drink for psychotic behaviour. Okay, yeah, sure. Which is... Kind of the theme throughout the majority Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, God, it's a lot. This film is a lot. It is a whole lot, but I like a film that's a lot more than a film that is nothing. So, yeah. 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 
Um, cool. So before we get to sequels, listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode, you've enjoyed any others, then if you feel generous enough, you can support me and John on Patreon. Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set. There, if you do support us, by the way, it's a pay-as-you-feel system. We don't do tiered systems, so whatever you feel like. Mm-hmm. If you do, you get a few bonus features, such as a bonus show where we, we review cinema releases. We are officially out of our dry spell. Yep, we have been to the cinema. We have two cinema releases to review tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of which is a huge worldwide blockbuster already. The other one, probably not. No. But yeah. both, lots to talk about. By the way, that's Tenet and Unhinged. Yes. Unhinged being that uh, new Russell Crowe movie that he's put on a lot of weight for. I don't think he put on weight for the film, Harry. <laughs> he has put on a lot of weight. Yes, and then he made this film. <laughs> I don't think there's like, I don't think the connection is quite as close as you think it is. Like, <laughs> um, yes, you get the bonus show. Um, you also once a month we do a, a Patreon episode. You get a mm-hmm. Patreon to choose an episode for the main show. You can guest on it if you want, but you don't have to. Uh, we also give every Patreon a 30-second advert slot if they wish. You can talk about your own podcast, your own business, whatever you feel like talking about. And you also get our exclusive Facebook group and extended versions of the main episode. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoyed this episode, you want that extra 10-15 minutes of, well, mainly extra drinking games and yeah. some of the Extended more... listener submissions, more ideas from us, more sequel pictures from us. Just, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where you go. Patreon.com slash Beyond the Box Set. Right, so first sequel. Mm-hmm. You going first? Yeah, yeah I've got uh, I've got three to go through this week. Sure, um, but we'll alternate that. Of course, yeah. So this one is well, you can kind of pitch this with me, maybe, but it's a sequel where a, a direct sequel to this, where she gets many comments asking her to investigate the case of the missing grown-up child celebrity, Amazing Amy. Oh, okay. So now it's fully just a crossover with mm-hmm. Gone Girl. Yeah, but it's crossing over. With Gone Girl, not as a sequel, but while the action is happening. Yeah. Okay. So Gone Girl happens, for the most part, as it does in the real film. Mm-hmm. But Anna Kendrick is on scene to just kind of, like, publicise it a bit more. Because, you know, yeah. that, there was, that was a big part of that film was, like, hey, there's the media circus here. Yes. So um, she's part of that. She's part of that, and she's vlogging. Mm-hmm. Does she have sex with Ben Affleck in a oh, scene that we don't see? Both yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> she has sex with And Rosamund Pike. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, because there is the scene where Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick have the little lesbian kiss, of course. Because yes. it has to. Yes. Again, which is what built me to the idea that there was going to be a threesome at the end of this movie. Yes, you're right. It's like she's... And like when you've got that idea in your head, yeah. it, it's only a disappointment yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I mean, like, that it doesn't happen. Sure, yeah. So she sees in the news, oh yeah, she hears from her followers, mm. that amazing Amy, this, you know, what was she famous for? She was a child. Uh, I think, I think book. Her, her parents, had or, her or something, they wrote a book starring her. Yeah. Gone Girl was like our episode five, so don't blame us for having forgotten the plot a little bit. Yeah, like. we did that like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she, yeah, so she hears in the news about this girl that's gone missing, and everyone suspects the husband. Mm. But she's just had this whole situation where she... Let's say that the events of A Simple Favour mm. happened first. Even though, obviously, the time frame is different. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe everyone's like saying, oh, the husband clearly did it. But because she's just had this whole situation with Henry Golding, mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? Sometimes the husband didn't do it. Yeah. And so she becomes determined to find to, out more to, and to, to clear to, his name. Yeah, like defend him pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to say that... Uh, she meets up with Rosamund Pike, and then maybe Rosamund Pike reaches out to her or something, just like, mm-hmm. oh, I've been watching your vlog. Well, um, she does her whole sleuthy investigation going for, you know, her treasure hunt. Yeah. She goes from one friend to another friend to another friend, and she eventually finds 
all the evidence that leads her to Rosamund Pike's secret identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'd say that she kind of gets to know Rosamund Pike and then her vlog maybe takes a different turn and starts sort of telling the Rosamund Pike story. Just like, you know what? Actually, Ben Affleck, kind of bad guy. Rosamund yeah. Pike, really, really, you know, really hard, hard done by on this. Yeah, she meets Rosamund Pike all of twice, and she's like, you're my best friend for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she instantly decides, oh, this is my best friend. Yeah. And Rosamund Pike uses that to turn the story around, and as she uses her as part of the whole media assault that she sets mm. on her husband to make her into the victim of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And maybe it goes on beyond the end of Gone Girl, where they... States they stay together, don't they? Because isn't Rosamund Pike pregnant? Yeah, Rosamund Pike gets pregnant at the end. Yeah. And Ben Affleck's like, I want a pregnancy test! Yeah. Uh, but uh, the film just kind of ends there. Yeah. I don't really know where to go with that. My drunk brain was just saying, like, he's Anna Kendrick's baby. But that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Can't really go over that. Your science textbooks for that one, Harry. Um, but... Yeah, no, I like the idea that maybe Anna Kendrick's still in their lives after the end of the film. Mm. Maybe she stays friends with them. And maybe then... Okay, so... Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck have this unbelievably toxic marriage Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's based on murder and lies and craziness. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the film Gone Girl, she's pregnant, but she's keeping him through blackmail and lies Mm -hmm. and whatever. And, like, they're so fucked up and crazy. But then Anna Kendrick stays on as their friend. And before long, she's out-crazies them by far. Yeah. Because she's like, you guys are my new best friends. And I'm going to oh, right. so move built- in with you. And so this builds into a whole thing where it's kind of like Gone Girl 2. Yeah. But it's Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike against Anna Kendrick. Yes. Anna Kendrick's crazy reconciles Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike and puts them on the defensive against her. Right. So that yeah, makes yeah. them suddenly have to team up because... You think Rosamund Pike's crazy? Anna Kendrick is next level. She yeah. fucked her brother. Yeah. She's next level crazy. <laughs> yeah. At her dad's funeral. Yeah. Because he looked like her dad. <laughs> She's fucking insane. <laughs> oh, that gets more insane every time you say it. Oh, who thought of that? The guy who wrote this film was like, this will be an interesting incidental character detail that won't really feed into the plot. No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> It does come up later, but it yeah. doesn't mean much. No, it's just that it's a thing. It's a reason for Blake Lively to be like, "You're a brother fucker." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I like that because it, it it forces Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike to be working on the same team because mm. there's a there's a greater yeah. threat to, to yeah. their marriage. So yeah, that could be a really good little thriller because you could start once again on Anna Kendrick's side. Mm. But where this movie kind of stayed on Anna Kendrick's side, bizarrely, mm-hmm. maybe in, in this one because. <laughs> Maybe in this Gone Girl crossover, it's like, as it goes along, suddenly you find yourself siding with Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck because mm. Anna Kendrick's just being so much more crazy. Yeah. And her villainy's coming through more. Yeah. And, yeah, and maybe it ends with them managing to get rid of, kill, have Anna Kendrick arrested, something, whatever. No, I want to end it in the same way that Gone... Not the exact same way, um, but a very similar way to how Gone Girl ends where just there's a reason why like she needs to be sticking around. Oh, okay. Because by the end of Gone Girl, Ben Affleck is kind of the good guy, kind of the victim. Well, he's trapped. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, and then and then he's trapped. Yeah. So I kind of want to end it that way, especially if we're doing Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck as like the good team. Sure. And can you then be trapped in some way? Like, I don't know, maybe she's... Mm-hmm. Well, I was just... What I was thinking was that maybe the situation of having this extra crazy person mm. invading their lives 
makes Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck reflect on how they've treated each other and they genuinely reconcile. And yeah. they apologise to each other for how what they've done. Yeah. But yeah, maybe there's no getting rid of Anna Kendrick. She's mm. just too embedded into their lives. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it ends like we've gone go with her just like moving in. Mm. And the three of them are presenting a vlog together of doing like handicrafts. <laughs> but Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike are just doing it under pure duress because like she's fully got them under her spell or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know, trying to hold back tears while they, you know, wrap up acorns for Christmas or I don't know, some nonsense. <laughs> Pine cones, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that it. Acorns as Christmas decorations. That's a good idea. I meant pine cones, but I know, acorns, but I, I know, but acorns I'm... would be too small, to be teeny. Ah, that might be all right. Okay. I, might, I might try that because you like you like them subtle. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I like a bit of subtlety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. Cool. Very good. <laughs> I like that. I think that definitely tracks. What have you got? Okay. So my first sequel idea is kind of a retelling of the original story, or maybe. Yeah, either a midquel or sort of a sequel with lots of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. But it's a different angle, and it is, it is inspired by the fact that in the original film, Anna Kendrick is undisputably insane. Mm. But the film doesn't really spend a lot of time commenting on it. So I was thinking, what if this entire, all the actions of this film, everything that happens, it turns out was a long con by Anna Kendrick's character <laughs> to promote her vlog? Because mm-hmm. at the start of the film as well, you see, one of the things I did like the detail was that the first, I mean, it jumps around chronologically, but her early videos don't have many subscribers. They have a few, like, hundred. Yeah. And then by the end, understandably so, because it's insane, mm-hmm. she's got, like, tens of thousands of viewers. It's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is going on next? What what plot twist is this? I was surprised that at the end of the original movie, um, she says, like, well, I'm looking forward to crossing one million subscribers. Like, yeah. like you wouldn't have already. Yes, you would have, like, 10 million at this point. Like. You live-streamed a shooting and, like, an insane car accident. <laughs> Like and, and and it went perfectly story wise yeah. as well. Like that would be everywhere. Yeah. Maybe she crossed like twenty million, but then when that murder wrapped up and she just went back to making cookies, she had a huge drop off. Because like, yeah, no one yeah. no one was here for the handicrafts. Come on. Yeah. yeah. It's all for the story. So what I'm thinking is that Anna Kendrick is basically engineering the entire plot to promote her vlog. Okay. So even to the point where she killed her own she did cut the brakes on her brother and her mm-hmm. husband. And then she infiltrated her way into Blake Lively's life. And maybe all the things we saw in the original film were from Anna Kendrick's perspective. Mm. But actually, we see another perspective where it was her who was making up all the lies. She killed Blake Lively's sister mm-hmm. and framed Blake Lively for it and made it look like they were all in it for the insurance. She seduced the husband. Right, she okay. infiltrated into the, their whole family life. You mm. know, she, it was all her. pure. But she was playing the innocent victim just purely so that she could... Mm-hmm get more subscribers on her vlog. Mm. And all through her bitterness that, you know, all the other mummy mummy vloggers were like not paying her any enough, enough attention. They were making fun of her. So Yeah. Yeah. So I just, that that's basically she's single white female in it. <laughs> so I've called it single white favour. Right? Nice. Yeah, that yeah. works. That yeah. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one I had was imagining because this film had so many crazy plot twists. Mm-hmm. Um a sequel where it turns out that Anna Kendrick's husband and brother faked their own deaths in the crazy car accident. Okay, because you don't actually see their bodies, You you? don't see a body, and it's very stylized, Mm. and it doesn't make a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. the fact that they go for a drive and then they're just dead. Mm -hmm. And because that whole plot line is so incidental. So, again, maybe they they came to an agreement when they got in the car, like, you fucking my wife? Mm. You you fucking my sister? Yeah, yeah. Let's get revenge. (laughs) On her! (laughs) 
<laughs> so they set up this whole weird long con. Or maybe, okay, no, even better, even more twisty. Okay, so she's fucking her brother. Mm-hmm. She's also married to a guy. Mm-hmm. At some point, they meet, you know, mm-hmm. when they first get together. Yeah. Maybe at the wedding to follow the theme of inappropriate events for these kind of things to happen. Mm-hmm. At Anna Kendrick's wedding to her husband, he's, you know, is his wedding date. He's a bit tipsy. He's had a few champagnes, mm-hmm. you know. He looks over. He makes eyes at the brother. Mm-hmm. There's a connection. There's a spark. He mm-hmm. feels something. Next thing you know, boom, shagging in the back car, you know, in a, in a back room somewhere. Ah, I like yeah. it. So now you've got this weird menage a trois. Anna Kendrick is secretly but not secretly fucking her own brother. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, her husband is secretly fucking the same brother mm-hmm. and none of them are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the brother and the husband know that they're both fucking Anna Kendrick, but she doesn't know that they both know. Yes. I'm- yeah. I, no, do you follow I, me? I, I I do. I I very much like where you're going with that. Mm. The only thing I'd add, which I can't really add though, is that, I mean the oh, the timelines don't line up. It's really frustrating, but I just love it if Anna Kendrick was secretly having a threesome on the side as well with Blake. With Blake Lively. Lively. And, and, so much going on. Yeah. So much sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe what I was thinking. Okay, so the husband and the brother are fully in love. Mm. And maybe they don't really care who the father is, but at some point Anna Kendrick gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. They figure out it's probably the brother's baby, but mm-hmm. they're like, but they want the baby, mm-hmm. basically. So they're like, it'll <laughs> be our baby. Great. <laughs> so then they construct this elaborate scheme where they'll fake their own deaths in this car accident, mm-hmm. and then they'll wait until the time is right, mm-hmm. and then they'll come back and drive Anna Kendrick to insanity or fr- or whatever, and then they'll take the baby. Is it too far to say that in faking their deaths, they actually tricked their twins to getting in the car? By the way, they each have secret twins. They each twins. have a secret twin, so then there was a body, there was a, there was a paper trail. Yeah, turns out they are all twins. Yeah. They're just from one of those cities where everyone's a twin. Everyone's a twin. Yes. Just the, I was just thinking, like, just keep piling on the twists. Just mm. keep piling on, yeah. Because mm-hmm. this, basic, this film is like... Did you ever watch the TV show? You probably didn't. Desperate Housewives. No. It was so soapy and silly. You'd probably yeah. like it. But... This was like seven seasons of Desperate Housewives crammed into a tour movie. Mm. So I really thought, just, just just keep adding the twists on. Just mm-hmm. keep piling it on. So, yeah, maybe they even have some shadowy kind of involvement with the Blake Lively plotline. And maybe mm. that's how they're hoping to bring Anna Kendrick down. Mm. Maybe they're trying to engineer a situation where she'll be framed for the murder of this woman. But then she gets out of it. Well, maybe everybody just wants that $4 million. Yeah, everyone's chasing it. And like, you kill enough people, eventually... It'll trickle down to you, yeah. It'll trickle down to the kid, but then as the kid's parents, you can just have that. the legal guardians, yes, because the the husband would still have legal guardian status Mm -hmm. if you could get rid of Anna Kendrick and come back from the dead. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of those husbands, you know, not necessarily the actual biological one, one of them would be their legal father. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe after the events of A Simple Favour, they come back into her life then and... Just set up a whole another whole scheme to kind mm-hmm. of trick her into, I don't know, maybe they try and kill her, or maybe they, I don't know. I'm running out of steam now, but you know, you know what I'm getting at here. They, they're, they're trying to frame her, get rid of her, so that they can. Have oh the baby. yeah, no, I don't think that they they fake her death somehow. Because mm. um, you know, maybe oh, they are killers. They killed the twins. Yeah. Um, all right, fine. They kill her. They kill her. Yeah. Sure. But then there's a twist. She had a twin as well. That's She's who they killed. She's alive. <laughs> then she comes back and gets revenge. Yeah. It's just a whole lot of twin nonsense. Yeah. She goes revenge, kills them. They were triplets the whole time. Yeah. It's just oh, everyone dear. has a twin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> that. Great. And of course, twins don't have their own identities no, at all. Like they only you, exist to be... You just, you just kill one, the other one takes over. Yeah. That's how... 
It works. Apparently, identical twins do share DNA. That is true. I was mm, thinking yeah. that was just a movie thing, but apparently it's true. So. I don't know. I have heard the the weird fact. Sorry, this is my life now that I work in a fairly boring job. Mm-hmm. If two pairs of identical twins mm-hmm. get together and they each have a child, like say it's two women, two men. Who are separate identical twin families, but yeah. are in have twin DNA, yeah. Sure. Yeah. If they have children, mm-hmm. those children will technically be brother and sister. Ooh. Like by DNA, not, oh, not, 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 so not, be, not, not that like there's anything off with that. There's not like, morally, but biologically, there would be potential issues for like inbreeding. No, 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 not not at all. Not, oh, okay. Because like, say, imagine it be like you and your brother, okay, are twins. Sure. In, in this situation, sure. And you each get with a twin from the same pair of twins. Sure. And you each have a child. Mm-hmm. Those children, though, they are not having sex. Nobody said that. They are technically brother and sister. Oh, okay. But or, as long as or, those or, kids bi- or biologically brother and sister. But as long as they don't have sex and have a kid, yeah, yeah, then it's so, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, I see mean, what you mean. Yeah, because that would just be like having sex with your cousin. That's what I mean. That would be, and and the, but the, even more so because that kid would then be more inclined to mm-hmm. inbreeding related yeah. genetic problems. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. That's my weird fact of the day. Yeah, thank you, Harry. I think we should have more incest facts from Harry as the weeks go on. <laughs> Great. Incest, we're about to get a theme Incest facts with Harry. <laughs> See, that's a whole season of films that we should not do. Incest films. Incest films. I, I don't know if there's that many of them. I mean, maybe surprise incest films like this one. If yeah, you find more yeah. like that, like, you didn't think so, but it was all about incest. Mm-hmm. It's not even all about it. It just no, touches it just, on it. it, it touched, but, yeah. but it's enough that we've just gone off on one. Sure, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, I've got one more idea here. Okay. Um, it is a complete alternate version of the film. Okay. And it's what I believe to be the best version of this film. Okay. What this film should have been. Okay. What this film for me would have been super enjoyable, really, you know. And it's gra- not just grabbing. Gone Girl now. No, it's not just Gone Girl. Okay. No, I don't think I fully enjoyed Gone Girl. No, I, f- I think it, you didn't. I don't think you did either, actually. It was very good, but like, yeah. I don't think it was like a, a solid 10. No, you're right. You, I, I don't remember you being that enthusiastic about it. So, Anyway, so it's an alternate version of the film. Point one it doesn't start with a straight half hour of dialogue that doesn't go anywhere. True. But let's move on from that. Mm-hmm. Point two, it gives you reasons to believe that any of the characters, such as the husband, the parents, the single gay dad, or even her own son, might have actually killed her. Right. So yeah, she still dies and all that. Sure. But, like, it's much more of a whodunit. Okay. It's not like, as obvious that she clearly faked her own death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, so who's the culprit here? Sure. Yeah, it's, so it's, is it kind of like Clue or something? Yeah, like, okay. like yeah, like Clue or Knives Out or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's a bit more, you know, any of these characters because this film has loads of characters. You're right, but it doesn't have any suspense. Yeah, there's no point when you're like, oh, maybe maybe he killed her. You're yeah, just, and, 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 and the, yeah, dead. there's no confusion. It's like, well, she faked the death. It's just like, yeah. how does she do it? Why does she do it? I don't really care, but I know it's going to tell me. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're going with this. Cool. Yeah, when it is eventually revealed that she is a twin, mm-hmm. um, or in the scene it's revealed, it's after both uh, the husband, whatever his name was, Sean. And uh, Anna Kendrick, they have each come to the conclusion that each other murdered her. Oh, so they don't trust each other. Yeah, so each believes the other murdered her. Yeah. So Sean believes that Anna Kendrick killed Blake Lively. Mm -hmm. Anna Kendrick believes that Sean killed Blake Lively. Yeah. Okay. And in a very weird conversation slash row, it's revealed they both actually believe that they killed her. Oh, okay. And we see flashbacks from both points of view. Ah, Like, he's Anna Kendrick killing her. And his... Sean, Henry Golding, whatever, killing And, and, and his, his, his crazy British Asians guy killing her. Yeah. 
But she neither was actually enough to kill her. Um, or yeah. was it they both killed a triplet? They both killed one of the twins. There's still still just twi- well triplets, but missing one. There's still because a- the other triplet was killed in the womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a completely unnecessary detail. Yeah, <laughs> they each killed one of the twins, uh-huh. or believes to have done. But it's revealed that the twins they baited both of them mm-hmm. into drowning them. Right. Okay. So they were like, "Okay, I want you to try and kill me," mm-hmm. and they basically fake their own death. They fake running out of breath, but it's then revealed that behind the scenes. They're both world record breaking breath holders. Okay, sure. <laughs> or they've got little inhalers, just like. You know. So, something, yeah, but yeah. like, how didn't you see that coming, John? How didn't you guess that? Come no, on. That's exactly right. Yeah. Shame um, on me. So, yeah, basically, Blake Lively and her twin, they have both faked their death. So, the twin's still alive, too? The twin, yeah, they're, bo- they're both still alive. Okay. No one's dead. Great, okay. No one <laughs> no, dies this week. No one's committing any crime, though everybody thinks that somebody has. Okay. Yeah, and then after this reveal, Anna Kendrick and her husband, they both march up to each twin and fights break out. Okay. These fights get more and more sexual until there's a full-on aggressive orgy. Oh, so this is just taking you to the place that you wanted this film to go, which is just the orgy. Yeah, something. and that's all I've got. That's, that, 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 that's, that's all I've done here. I've just kind of built it towards an orgy. Okay, fine. Well, very good. What do, what do, what do you think? Fine, yeah. That's... Care, care to expand or is that much room for it or whatever? I feel like your brain's not the expansion that this... Plotline needs. What was in it for the twins? Um, I'm just getting life insurance or whatever. St- still on the whole life insurance. Yeah, I mean, my life insurance thing of how, like physically how they'd get it, it's probably just like something to do with the child. Sure. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they'd wait for life insurance to come in for the parents, uh-huh. and then they'd, I don't know, like like murder Anna Kendrick and the and the dad. Sure. Claim double life insurance. Sure. Maybe they murder again them in or- the sexual act. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Mm. Like a snuff, a snuff film. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've basically come up with a softcore porn version of this film. Just throw in a bit of snuff as well, why not? Yeah. It's not the first time I've done this, is no, it? No, no, not, not, not by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so is that all the sequels? I think so, yeah. All right, let's see what listeners come up Let's with. go to our listeners. Thank you, guys. What have you got this week? Josh Goodman says, a tedious favour. A tedious favour? Huh? Is that is that an alternative sequel or just a very bitchy review? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kobe Morris says, a complicated favour, where it somehow gets more convoluted. I mean, that's a stretch. This is a very convoluted <laughs> film. It's a misleading good. title. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Connor Scoble says, a convoluted paid labour. Con- okay, so just complete opposites. Yep. Convoluted paid labour. Mm. So she actually is a paid nanny in that one, not just a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, RJ May says, uh, it's not a sequel, I liked it, but it felt like four movies stitched together. Just four? <laughs> I'd go higher. But yes. Do you think this would have made a good TV show? Yes, it's Desperate Housewives. It's 100% Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Mixed oh, okay. with like Gossip Girl and a lot, you know, those kind of twisty shows. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've not, I've not seen those, but yeah. Eric Walden says, returning the simple favour. Okay. Like just returning a favour. Yeah, I guess that would just be like the same film, but maybe it's from Blake Lively's perspective. Like a sequel, but from Blake Lively's perspective. Okay. Just like... Okay. Maybe well, she gets out of prison early yeah. and she decides to get either revenge or maybe to make amends to Anna Kendrick or something. One or the other. One or the other, or maybe probably both. The, probably the former. Maybe revenge in the guise of making yes, amends. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Jack Shepard says a complex financial transaction. Okay, yeah. Again, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and James McLean says eight simple favours for dating my teenage stalker. Oh, that's a 
takeoff of a long forgotten sitcom from about 20 years ago uh, eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter uh, right okay yeah. i don't blame you for not having heard of it okay it was didn't really take <laughs> off here it was big in america mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. all yours Okay, I have a few as well, only a handful this week. Connor Crehan said, a simple favour with a U. It's set in England now. Favour, favour. The word is <laughs> sure, sure. Ryan Klima said, a Seinfeld Frasier. Mm-hmm. Sitcom crossover. <laughs> Mike Carey said, a simple pandemic. Emily uses a faked COVID diagnosis to escape prison and get revenge. Mm-hmm. Very good. David Handloss said, a simple neighbour. Emily is released from prison and moves into the house across from Stephanie's. Wackiness ensues. Yeah, I was thinking something the same for one of my yeah. ideas. She just moves in next door and it gets all they just scowl at each other while taking yes. the bins out. Yeah, that would be very desperate housewives. Yeah. You know. Over on Twitter, at Austin B Tweets said, Emily and Stephanie get married. That's the whole movie. So I think that was maybe okay. leaning into your whole threesome, can it be a threesome yeah. scenario? Yeah. And finally, the reason we did this episode, <laughs> our good friends at OGT Pod, at OGT Pod said, Yes, we both love this movie. Okay, so Stephanie starts the movie solving another case and blogging about it. She's also doing her morning show because it said in the credits that she had like a oh, her yeah, vlog yeah. Beca- her vlog became like a morning television. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Her vlog became a morning television show. Mm-hmm. She moved up to television from the yeah. internet. She's also doing her morning show, but her celebrity is gaining unwanted attention, and a series of murders is actually calling her out. It's the Batman. But with Stephanie, and then she has to team up with Emily to solve it, so it's also Silence of the Lambs, but with more baking. Ooh, okay. So I guess there's a bunch of murders happening. Is there a Batman movie where all the murders are getting pinned on Batman? Is that what they're saying? No, they're saying that like Batman's also a detective. It says, her celebrity is getting unwanted attention, and a series of murders is actually calling her out. So does that mean that the murders are being done to, te- to like tease out Bruce Wayne, or...? Oh, yeah, that's kind of what the Dark Knight was about. Okay. For a, for a while. Okay. The Joker was like, hey, take your mask off or I'm going to kill somebody every hour or something. Right, okay, so that's what they're going with, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So it's that, but it's her. And also it's uh, she teams up with Emily, who I guess is still in prison and is Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> so it's like Silence of the Lambs. Right, But yeah. with vlogging and baking, so. Yeah. I like that mix of genres. That yeah. Works. That sounds pretty fun. That was from One Good Thing, wasn't that it? That was from One Good Thing at OGT Pod, so thank yes. you guys for this fantastic recommendation. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us out, so please do consider doing that. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would raise us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Harry, it's mm-hmm. another free choice, and this time it's your choice. Mm-hmm. So what have you got for me? I thought I'd just do a solid pick. Sure. Just, just Always to, a good shout. Just, yeah. just wanted to do a film that was going to be a good time for everybody involved. Cool. Leon the Professional. Ooh. A big part of my childhood, this film. Oh, really? Very much so. I've only, that, I've only seen it once or twice. Oh, it was it was a very... Like, one of the first films that was like, I was too young to be watching. Because <laughs> it was on, like, Channel 4 late, which is how yeah. I saw a lot of films in the 90s. But I remember distinctly being very upset by it. So, right. I've seen it since, and I'm sure it's fine. But, mm. yeah. We'll, we'll find out next week. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. 
Definitely. I do like a bit of Luc Besson, so, yeah. And yeah. Gary Oldman, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a classic Gary Oldman. Maybe, maybe the ultimate. We'll discuss next week, but possibly the Definitely ultimate will. Gary Oldman villain, but... Maybe. Definitely yeah. up there. Not 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 too zany, not too sensible? I think it's, like, when he's solidified as, like, oh, this is what Gary Oldman does. Yeah. But we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, cool. Great choice. Join us next week for Leon the Professional. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Hey, Nikki. Oopsie.